this is 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 the local music revolution the local music revolution local music revolution local music revolution Welcome to the Local Music Revolution. I am your host, Ogre. How you doing? We are getting super close to episode number 100. Actually, it's the next episode, guys. Oh my god. 100 episodes. That is fantastic. On today's episode, number 99, we have a local band out of my neck of the woods in the Central Valley. Uh, They are vicious. Um, I had been hearing a lot about them, but it wasn't until I was actually at the show and I was able to see them live that I actually got to meet them and hang out with them. And then the interview kind of ensued after that. Um, really good band, really good guys, really fun and uh, just kick back and easy to work with. So if you know bands like that, that, uh, really, really need some exposure, um, you can contact me, uh, very simple process. Go to facebook.com slash the local music revolution. On Twitter at TLMR Podcast, the Instagram at the Local Music Revolution, on Tumblr at tumblr.com slash the Local Music Revolution, or you can just make it a streamlined process and go to the Local Music Revolution.com, and there you can actually sign up with the sign up sheet and just basic information that any band should have uh, that I need to be able to work with you guys properly. If you guys are wanting to hear, any of the other 98 episodes that are currently out right now all you have to do is go to itunes stitcher or google play you can type in the local music revolution.com and it will come up and you can listen to all of those amazing episodes with all of those amazing bands now if you want something more a little bit more intimate i highly suggest going to longbox.fm that is my home. Longbox.fm is part of my network, um, which is super awesome because I'm able to say that I share space with the Firefly podcast, that movie podcast, and Dirty Dowdy podcast. And they are some of the greatest podcasts that California has to offer at current time because, well, you know, um, I'm able to share the stage with them. Longbox.fm is also an internet radio station that you can listen to and you can find new music from the California uh, central area. Um, we're, we live in a huge bowl uh, here in the Central Valley and um, it's called The Valley and there's a lot of musicians here that need some support. So you can find all of those uh, musicians on Longbox.fm. Another great thing uh, to talk about on my 99th episode will be Stringjoy.com. Yes, Stringjoy.com has been a staple on the local music revolution since very early on. They were my first sponsor and they have been fantastic to me. So you got to give them love every way I know how and that's every episode. You will hear them until they ask me politely not to do so anymore. Stringjoy.com is super fantastic because they make custom guitar string sets 
Um, and if you are a guitarist or you've ever played with a guitar and you have been disappointed because you can't find your sound that you have in your head, this is the place to start. Guitar strings are the place to start. So stringjoy.com will allow you to customize your sets of strings. They will work with you until they find the best possible combination of gauges, lines, and thickness um, to be able to do what you want to do. Now it's very simple. Once you get to checkout, all you have to do is enter the promo code LOCAL, that's L-O-C-A-L, and you'll get a discount for being a listener of the Local Music Revolution. And now, without any further ado, here is Vicious. Uh, Yeah, they're talking about how great they are and why you need to be listening to this band. I really think that you should be listening to this band. All right, I'm here with the guys from Vicious. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing great. Just had an awesome set at Barmageddon. (laughs) It's always an awesome set here at Barmageddon. Like, I don't care what the bands say. If you're playing at Barmageddon, it's going to be a damn good set. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Matt has his shit on point. He does. He really does. All right, so before we get too far into this, who are we talking to? Uh, Go around the room. uh, What's your name, and what do you do in the band? Uh, my name is Ruben. I play guitar in Privileges. Nice. I'm Regal, and I also play guitar. Sean, vocals. I used to play keys, but not anymore. You will. Got, got pushed out of it. <laughs> now you got pushed out. We're saving the keys for you, dude. The guitar player stole my keyboard. It's hiding it somewhere. <laughs> he wanted to sell it, dude, so I had to hide it from him. <laughs> All right, so who are we missing? Because there's only three of you here in the... Uh, we're show. missing Juan. And he's the the other vocalist, and we're missing Gus, the drummer. Okay, super awesome. So, um, tell me a little bit about how you guys got together. How long have you been a band, and, and uh, you know what brings you here? Well, we've been a band for a year and two months, and the way we ended up being vicious was just kind of accident. Uh, I used to play drums, and um, I just happened to buy a guitar and a little small practice amp, and our original drummer heard me playing some riff and he's like, dude, we should just turn it into a song. It sounds easy and it's fun. And that's how Vicious was born. <laughs> and then Ruben, the guitarist, he's my brother. So he nice. was always around. So he heard and it. I wasn't going to do it at first because uh, I did other previous bands, different styles. And I was, was going to be in, a, in another band. I would want to do something a little different than what I previously did. So at first I said no. And I was walking to my room and I heard them practicing. I heard it was like different style and they sound more free, like more, you know, not just one genre. Or, you know, we could do, oh, it sounded more free. We had like, you know, it was more free. So I heard that song. I was like, yeah, you know, we're going to give it a shot. So we started doing it. What made it, real, what, what made it real easy for us to become a band is that we were all friends already. It, it was every weekend, we were together every weekend, barbecuing, doing something. We were always together, and we all had equipment already. Nice, nice. So, you know, it just took a little spark, a little riff, and everyone just thought it was cool, and it just snowballed from there very easily. So being that you bought that original guitar and the practice amp, has it become an addiction to where now you have, like, seven guitars? Uh, I, I actually <laughs> gold guitar. I, I, I actually have two guitars, and they're really nice. But, yeah, it, it was, it was kind of weird. Like, cause when I used to play drums before, and anything that knew that came out, I wanted to know about it. You know, I wanted to have the best equipment. You want to throw it? <laughs> well, I cracked my my LTD uh, 
ESP Ooh. guitar, and I think it was my second show I was using it at, and I spin it around, and the um, the the strap broke off, and I Bro. spiked it straight to the ground. Oh, that's yeah. heartbreaking. It is. It it was, was, see, I, I've always been a drummer myself. Like, it was always drums, and then I built a studio, and I was like, I'll get a guitar, and I'll get a bass, you know, and I'll get an amp so I can practice, and I'll teach myself how to do those things. I now have seven electric guitars, an acoustic guitar, a bass. Um, actually, I'm sorry, two acoustic guitars and a bass. And I'm like trying to plot out how I can get another bass. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I should get a seven string and a five string bass as well so I could start writing, you know, that crazy, have that crazy everything. And then I was like, wait, hold on. It's gotten a little far. It's like way too far. It does, man. Considering my electric drum set that I have is a grand. Wow. Like that was, that was important, but like everything else was just so bad. All right. So, um, so how many songs do you guys have? Uh, we we have seven songs, but we only play five. We only play five. Yeah, the other two were saving them um, to go record hopefully in September. Nice, yeah. nice. So, so they're completely, they're polished, they're ready to go. You just want to have them on tape before you reveal them. They completely polished, but we're in the works of it. We, we need to more practice. Yeah. More practice. Yeah, we got two two new songs are about maybe seventy five percent done, and then we still have two more to go because we're gonna go record a, a four song EP. Nice, nice. EP, yeah. Uh, so you were telling me earlier that you guys already have uh, tracks that are released and everything like that. Yeah. Yes. Um, so how did that work out? Did you guys do that in a studio? Did you do it at home? Um, uh, what was the experience like? Uh, actually, we're lucky enough to um, have a benefit show. And we pretty much, with that benefit show, we almost covered our, our, whole, um, our, our whole price to go pay uh, Bob from Mayhem Studios in Sacramento. And he did an awesome job with our EP. It's called The Beginning. And it has four tracks on it. Nice. And he he um, he really brought out the sound that we were trying to introduce to the people. So we were so happy with that. Nice, nice. All right. So being that you are a drummer turned guitarist, um, do you play your guitar like drums? Yes. So you play just the just the rhythm. There's no melody or anything. You just um, you have I, that beat in your head and you go with it. Yeah, I have the beat. And I, I do play mostly rhythm, but every now and then I, I do pull out a melody out of my ass, <laughs> and it sounds good. So <laughs> seriously, man, that's how I started. I was like, it's it's just gonna be a drum, like <laughs> yeah. like seriously, drums are are defined as uh, you hit it to make a vibration. What do you do with the pick and a string? The same you thing. hit that damn string. Yeah. So technically, a guitar is a percussion instrument. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, bow down to drummers. Yeah. <laughs> they need the respect. Yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, are, are you the one actually writing all of the lyrics, man, or uh, do you guys all contribute? We all contribute, but recently, since we were going through a new vocalist, we, you know, let them bang out their riffs and their drum set, and we sit down and, and do what we want, but then at the end of the day, we'll be like, hey, throw something in. Like, what do you guys want to yell about? What do you guys want to talk about? We try to make it in a fair with everyone. Like we want everyone to like 
be on stage and being able to yell those lyrics, not just us two. Or so basically, you guys are like Jack Black in the School of Rock, yeah, where he's going yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's, almost, it's almost like spell check at the end with them. <laughs> Once we're done with the lyrics, they're like, we're done. We're like, all right. Let's all see them. Let's see what it says. And they, they, they will, they'll go through it, and they'll, they'll now this is better, this is better, let's do this all together, and it just, it works, it works. Maybe. Have you ever just been like, no, no. I do that every day. <laughs> <laughs> every guy, I'm going to be Vicky Us, not Vicky Us. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I read some of their lyrics, and I'm just like, oh, hell no, we're not going to know, dude. We're not going to know, that. I'm going to gave your ball. Like, <laughs> we have the horriblest lyrics. If you ever sat down and looked at our lyrics, you'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with these fucking people? And that's <laughs> why we spell check it. We don't let that shit slide. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, there's actually uh, there's another podcast from a hardcore vocalist. I will not name names, but uh, he wanted to do the lyrics police because, like, there's certain words that everybody uses. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like and he's like, let's just like stop that. Like, we'll just talk to him. Just be Suck like, stop that dick. shit. Suck <laughs> no, like, like, um, um, like the silence is deafening. Mm-hmm. You know how many times I've heard that damn phrase in a song. Like, how does that happen? Yeah. Like, get 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 something new. You know just, what? <laughs> that that happens with musicians that are comfortable falling in line with whoever has created a path already so they know it works so they feel comfortable just like this is the same thing we try not to do that we try not to follow the norm and honestly like if you listen to each one of our songs it's going to give off a different vibe yeah every song that we have and it it and it's true because every show that we've had they've never really been consistent you know if you're a death metal band more than 90% 90% of the time you're only going to get put on death metal shows yeah. and that's it yeah, we're, uh, uh, yeah we're, we're everywhere dude like some we, we get put on hardcore shows and some people listen to our couple of our songs and be like you guys ain't hardcore at all like why are you guys playing that show it's like dude yeah, like, they don't seconds we play yeah <laughs> and I and I kind of feel I kind of feel like they don't really know what to label us as and we take pride in that we don't want to be labeled we just and, and it's cliche Every band says they're trying to do their own thing, but let's be real. A lot of bands are just copying other bands that had laid the path already. See, I've actually asked every other band what they consider themselves. They had a yeah. before, right away. No, they actually didn't. Like, In Conflict was like, well, like, we say deathcore just to, like, kind of just, like, smooth it over and be like, okay, on to important questions. Right. But they're like, there's so many elements of this, this, and this. And I was like, you, just call it core. Like, that's all you have yeah. to do. Yeah. Just call it core. Yeah. Be done with it. You're a little bit of everything, yeah. you know. And that's another thing that's like, you know what? It's like, just in life general, not even including music. There's just so many labels and rules that you have to follow in life every day. Why would a band do that to themselves when that's the only thing where you could truly be free? Why are you gonna label yourself and limit your your sound? Is do whatever you want. If you if you put out a riff that sounds like a death metal riff and you play metalcore or whatever, who cares? Do it. If it sounds good, fucking do it. Well, like I was telling, I believe the guys on right now. I was telling them. I mean, without actually going and trying to test your boundaries or having different influences, you, we'd never have bands that actually broke barriers. Like Corn is a super awesome example. 
like rap and funk and pop and yeah. metal and you know all of that yeah. that's all corn and you know what they're freaking amazing yeah they, they really are yeah. and it was because you know they took everything and they were like this is us whether you like it or not it's it's us Sorry. it's okay bro yeah definitely you gotta send that to me though yeah, sometimes I'll make a riff and the guys won't feel it at first. I'll be like, oh man, it sounds too much like this. Who cares, dude? It sounds good, doesn't it? They're like, yeah. So we just put it up in the mix and it works. It always ends up working out. Well, the thing is, a basic riff, you know, just just da 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 da, that can turn into you know you taking it and just completely going, okay, I hear no 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 no. That's exactly what happens with this. That's exactly what happens with this. It's just on the uh, end instead yeah, of the yeah, one. It's off sound, but it works. It's funny how it's off. I feed on that shit. I love it. I love that. Dude, off. that reminds me of uh, the groove from Got the Life. You know that groove from oh, Got yeah, the yeah, Life? Yeah, yeah. That really awesome during most of the song. Mm. Dude, it's offbeat and it's weird and like I like I don't even know how to count it out. And I know how to read manuscript. Yeah. But like it took me a week and a half to learn that damn thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then when I learned how to play it, I was like, oh my god, oh my god. And I put it to everything. And it was like this offbeat, like kind of alternating pattern and everything. Yeah. Like it's amazing. Yeah. Like that adding that kind of stuff though, it makes it interesting because if you play, to be honest, I've said this more than once tonight, and I'll say it a million times more. Not everybody can be ACDC. Yeah. If you're gonna do a four-four time song and you're just gonna, you know, just na 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 na, you know, for 40 years, if you're content with that, do it. But if you want, you know, experiment, push those boundaries. Yeah. Find out, find out where your limit is, and just be like, screw it, let's do this. Yeah. I and agree. like that, that's the way it should be. So for uh, Vickius. Um, <laughs> It's not, not gonna happen, man. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that. That that's gonna be a, a joke now. I wanna <laughs> figure I out. Make a fucking shirt. <laughs> All we gotta do is separate the fucking Vicky from us and put a dash in it. You see what you did? You fucking got him going, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you gave him hope. <laughs> it really like it just reminds me of like Mount Vesuvius in Italy. Like, I don't know why. It's like when you see like bands like Dr. Acula, like, it's Vicky ass, but it's delicious. Like, see, there, there's a, a rapper from Fresno, and his name, his rap name is Dr. Ink. And I asked him, I was like, where'd you come up with that? That's actually pretty, like, that's pretty legit. And he's like, well, man, you know, I really like to drink. <laughs> so I just decided to put a period there, and it's Dr. Ink. And yeah, I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's super awesome. And then he called himself the rum bum, but that, that's a whole different story and a lot more therapy. <laughs> so with you guys, you said in September you're going to try to record that EP? Yeah. Um, do you guys have anything nailed down, or is it just uh, you're prepping right now? Uh, we, we we got two songs that are about like 85% done, and then uh, two songs that are in the works right now. Just on guitars, though. 
we saw I saw I haven't even showed them to the guys yet so oh nice yeah so that's how you write like you come up with like the base structure and I then you up. show it and then like if you if you're not feeling a part and everything like you you have your input yeah the cool, thing, uh, the cool thing is he did drums before so he can and then Ruben, he has a lot more experience in playing guitar than me, so I just do the structure and he hears it. And then, how you were saying earlier, you know, someone else might hear it and hear something else. That's what he does, and um, he just uh, puts all the little technical things, the little licks, sounds, and uh, he puts in his input, and that's what we go with. So, are you the guy that has like phaser pedals and chorus pedals? No, and no that's me. No, really? Yeah. The, the only thing, the only thing I have is like a, a pitch bender, and that's all we use. Pretty much. Do you have? Is it a whammy pedal? It's not a whammy. Well, I guess yeah. In a way, it is. Yeah, like I could like drop it really low, like super low. Oh, dude, like. My, my favorite band is Pantera, uh, and one of my favorite songs is Becoming, mm. and he does this thing where he has a whammy pedal, and he does the riff, and then it goes, Wait! <laughs> and like, it just does that spike. Yeah. I'm like, I oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, I might do that. Yeah. Like, it, it's intense, man, because it's heavy, but then it has that squeal, and it makes you want to punch somebody. Oh, yeah, man. It'll, it'll take your tone to a whole different level. It, it really does, awesome. man. It's like my favorite pedal, dude. I love it. It's crazy because like uh, one symbol on a new drum set will change the entire sound of a drum set. Oh, yeah. One pedal on a guitar will make you go, wait, hold on, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's super rad. Like yeah. just little things here and there. It's all about getting dialed into your tone. Yeah. That's, that will make a world difference right there. So so do you guys actually do you kind of try to match your tone, or do you guys just try to set it and go, okay, so this is what the sound guy's gonna have to make work. Uh, uh, we, we have settings like on our equipment. Yeah. Yeah, we have we have our settings and volume settings that we want to use. We used to tune differently. We've had sound guys get mad at us. Yeah, we used to tune different. Like you're not tuning. It's like no, we're not tuning. It was like eight. Why when, when we, one thing that we we're talking about when we had very started vicious, we wanted to sound super dirty. Oh really? Super dirty, and then they'll be like, "Hey, you guys ain't tune." We're like, "This is our sound, dude." This is this is my tune. Yeah, and or my tone, you know. Yeah, and, and then <laughs> we would play, and then afterwards, like you know, some of the other bands would come up to us and be like, "Hey, like, what are you guys tuned to?" We're like, "Dude, we just have our own theme." They're like, they're like, we don't know what you guys are tuned to, but you guys are making it work, man. It sounds good. <laughs> yeah. I think that we're uh, we're tuned like low. Yeah. Really higher. Higher, just yeah, dude. Wow. Yeah. See, um, do you guys know who Sepultura is? Yeah. Max Cavalier? Yeah. Okay, so there's a story of him recording the first Sepultura album, and he goes in to start playing, and, like, the guy's like, are you tuned? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, whatever, man. Um, and he's like, I had no idea what tuning was. Like, so that's why a lot of like the death metal fans love that record, just because it just sounds so shitty. <laughs> like, it's just, in, a, well, in a way, when it sounds shitty, it's brutal. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, when you're playing it live compared to recording, like when we're playing that type of music live, it's just it's everywhere. Like people are just like, it's in your face. Wow, like this clashing. It just sounds good. But when you get the recording, you start picking up the little tiny flaws. You're like, oh, oh. But then you start seeing like a band that's just all necronized. And 
what I like about that dirty, nasty, just everywhere. Hey man, the cool thing is, like, you're paying for your art. Like, at the end of the day, the engineer has to go, okay, how do I make this work? <laughs> That's what he's being paid for. Like, you guys just show up, look pretty, and strum your guitars and, and do your thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's his job to make it sound good. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why Matt Stahl is awesome. Because yeah. it makes everything sound good. Yeah, man. Everything. All right, so you guys are going in September, or you, you guys are trying to go into yeah. September. Yeah. Um, uh, and you guys want to do four tracks on it. Four but tracks. Uh, do you have, like, a name for it? Have you released that, or is that uh, Hush Hush? No, that's up in there still. Ah. It's all up in there. Ah. All right, I got you, I got you. Yeah. Um, so, um, that being said, are you guys, uh, are you thinking about any way to pr uh, push the EP? Like, are you doing videos? Are you doing anything like that? Um, yeah, we're going to do a video for it for sure. Uh, we have a friend in LA that actually does really good videos, and he does a lot of like uh, actually like rappers like Hobson and MGK, and, um, nice. and actually pretty famous uh, Spanish singers too. Oh, nice! And he says once we record our new stuff, to contact him, and we'll go from there. So Ooh. it's gonna be legit. Nice, yeah, nice. So we want to do we, anything with the next album that we do. We want to. Um, want to do it uh as legit as we could and put everything into it you know what i mean yeah man it's like why not you know if that's our passion that's what we love to do even if it's a hobby or if we make a career out of it we just want to do the best we could do with everything that comes across us yeah i i completely understand man like that that's how it's always going to be like if it's your love it's not actually work yeah. like, like that that's the whole deal man like i don't know how you guys are i got off work I went home, I changed, I picked up my stuff, and I came straight here. Yeah. That's because this is this is me now. Yeah. Like, I love doing this. I love talking to everybody. I, I love getting to know new bands because, like, seriously, like, that's how I grow. So, you know, it, it's not work. And I understand that, and it's, it's amazing that you guys want to do that. Yeah. So, with that being said, I want to ask you just maybe a couple more questions, and then we can wrap up. So, the biggest one, why the name Vicious? Um, I was um, I was personally going through some stuff at the time, and um, long story short, it just kind of seemed like it hasn't been like my life hasn't been like that lately, thank God. But it kind of seemed up to that point that I just kept on doing this thing where I'd be doing really good and just really fuck up really bad, and then it would take me a little while to. To stabilize myself and um, then I would do good and then again something would happen something that I would do would fuck me up again and it was just kind of like a vicious cycle it was a vicious cycle so it was just vicious and I don't know but and especially with the name vicious we just kind of wanted to take it to our life performance too we just like thrash ourselves around thrash our guitars around but that's that's the origins of it. It's just a vicious cycle. It's just, and you know what? I don't think it's just me either. I'm not trying to make anyone like feel bad for me or nothing. But if you really think about it, I think that's everyone's life. Everyone's gonna have those kinks where they're doing really good, and then they're gonna hit a wall, and they're gonna have to start all over. They're gonna have to get their emotions back on track, um, physically back on track. You know, it could be anything. Uh, 
financially, you know, someone's gonna always hit a wall, something's gonna kink them, man. It's just a cycle, and it's just life, you know what I mean? So, so gentlemen, do you, does it mean anything different to you guys, or is it the same thing? You hit it right on the, yeah. right on the head. At that time, that point in my life, oh, my life was... When you were bounced out in Colorado, we couldn't get you back. Yeah. <laughs> These guys got... A lot of, a lot of That, that, that was that was a crazy story like you know i always hang around with my brother you know i was hanging around with them and it came to a point where we were living together and i would hardly ever see him i would see him like maybe like twice a week you know and it was maybe for like 20 minutes and um he was missing well he was, i didn't see him for three days and i was you know I was like where the hell is this guy at and the next day i received a picture of him standing in front of the welcome to oklahoma city you know what I mean? No, now it's like, so I'm like, wow. I was like, dude, what are you doing over there? And I didn't hear from him for like another week. He's like, oh, I just had a good way to come work over here, blah, blah. That was another week. And then the next thing he was like in Texas. And that's. Wow. Yeah. And when he got back, I was bouncing out of jail. So it was like. Yeah, then this guy going to jail. Like. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we were, we, we were very disorganized started none of us really had a good head on our shoulders. Indi- individually, we were all a mess. Individually. You know every, every time when I'm not doing music, that's when the most trouble I'm getting into. It's like, it's like a, I love doing it, and it gives us something awesome to do, so it pushes us more in a positive way. Yeah. The way it pushes in our hobby, it's our life now. It's what we do. So it brought you out of that darkness, it kind of gave you something to focus on? Z-Man, like, music saved my life more than once, like, and and for a long time I was trying to figure out, like, how can I give back to something that's, like, not really a thing, like, it's legitimately, like, I I can touch CDs, but that's not, that's not music, that's a CD, that's a piece of plastic, Yeah. Uh, music is, is something deeper and something more important. And, like, I could not figure out, like, at one point I was like, you know what, I'll just clean up my acts, you know, I'll do what I need to, I'll become a fucking band teacher, right? And then I realized, I was like, that's not for me. I would hurt a little kid if they crossed me, like, like if he thinks he's too good to listen to me tell him how he needs to play his instrument, I will smack him. Like, that, I will do that. So, like, there was a bunch of time where I was just trying to figure out what to do. And uh, like the podcast idea came into my mind and I was like, I feel like this is gonna help at least my friends. Like if at very least the friends that I've made over the years, yeah. like just talking to them about music and how awesome they are and how like their live show and you know, all the stupid stories that we have together and everything. Right. And then like it kind of took off and then like it completely changed everything. Like the way I look at music, the way I handle music, the way like everything like even how i talk to people in my real life like you know that fake piece of shit that you have to be for normal people right like even that guy changed and like 
It, it saved me. Now I'm actually I'm giving back and I'm doing. Uh, it makes so much sense. I used to be like the shyest guy in the world. I wouldn't talk to anyone. I remember asking this guy to be in a band, and I was like, yeah. "You want to be in a band?" <laughs> and now that I get on stage, I'm just like, "Fuck everything. I don't give a fuck anymore." Like, it really did change my life. It yeah. changed my life. It, it, it's amazing how something so intangible like could have such an impact on like everything you are in life like i i knew i wanted to be a drummer when i was three years old man like that i knew it and like every decision i've ever made is actually led up to me being a drummer like like there were there were times where i told my mom I was like i don't want any clothes for school like I, I don't need it i need a brick of sticks like that that's what i need you want to put 20 bucks and give me a brick of sticks do that yeah. I, it'll make me more happy. I don't need clothes. Like I'm still in the same ones I had three years ago. It's all good. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like I, and you know that that's it, it's something something so intangible. Like just hits you straight in your core. It's amazing. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, for a long time, like I hope it doesn't offend any of you, but the music was my religion. Like I believed in it. I trusted in it. Like when things got bad, I turned to it and like. Yeah, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. It, it is. Really is. Yeah. It the is. times in your life is when you don't listen to music. And I've learned that the hard way. Like, <laughs> now that, like, I found certain bands and I'm just like, I can relate to that. That is me. And I'm going to live that way. Like, this is my life now. It does make a difference. It, it really does, man. Plus, man. I have to have music before I go to work because I work in retail and I will punch somebody if I am not properly like set up. So, yeah, it's their fault, not mine. <laughs> All right, so um, we're about 30 minutes out. So technically, this could be a full interview if you guys want. Okay. All right. So if you guys can, um, I can give you all the information. You guys can follow the, the podcast. Uh, you know, hold on. Let's wrap up, and then I'll tell you everything else. All right. Okay? Sounds good. All right. So thank you guys so much for actually talking to me. I've been trying to figure out how to get a hold of you guys and everything like that. Sadly, commitments happen when you are sponsored and when you are dealing with touring bands and stuff like that. Right. So you've been on my list since I saw you, that you guys were a band. Um, so I'm super stoked like that. I actually got to talk to you guys and actually get to know you guys so uh, thank, thank you man. Thank you for yeah, taking time to talk to us. You guys have been amazing and Just keep in contact. All right. All right. We'll do that. Thank all you That was vicious guys. I really hope you enjoyed that interview, but I have a surprise for you um, After a few weeks of not having them here is dirtbag Smitty interviewing bipolar Welcome to the dirtbag block of rock I'm your host, Dirtbag Smitty. This is Charlie Hanks, the heaviest female vocalist I think I've ever heard in my life from the band Bipolar out of Las Vegas is on the phone right now. Charlie, can you say hello to everybody? Hello. So let, let's talk a little bit about your show because you guys put on a killer show. The energy is super high. Where, where does that come from? Like, what's your thoughts on, on live performing? I don't want anyone coming to my shows being bored whether it's to 10 people or a thousand people they still deserve to get a really great show let's talk about this new record because you guys are recording a new record you're at the hideout studios in las vegas which is a pretty nice studio what how's that process going you guys been loving it or what it's 
It's been amazing. We uh, worked with the engineer slash producer, Sean McGee, and he has been really great. Um, we just got the first mixes the other day. We had some notes on them, and now it's on to the next step. Um, it's five songs, and it is our seventh uh, album that we've done as a band, and it is actually going to be called Seven. So nice. Super, super excited about that. We're working on a lot of promotion for it, and we will be doing a music video for one of the songs that will be released in tandem with the CD. This is Charlie from the band Bipolar. This is Kahlo on the Dirtbag Block of Rock.
For more music from the band Bipolar and other Dirtbag-sponsored artists, visit Dirtbag.com. For the full interview, subscribe to our YouTube page at Dirtbag Clothing 1996. The Dirtbag Block of Rock is brought to you by Dirtbag Clothing, sponsored by EMG Pickups. And that was the Dirtbag Block of Rock, guys. Uh, it's been a while, and it's super great to have Dirtbag Spendy doing his thing. Uh, I got a few of them in the tank, so uh, hopefully rounding out this new year and uh, rounding out uh, episode 100 and 101, we will be able to have those Dirtbag Block of Rocks entertaining you uh, because you guys need that. Dirtbag Block of Rock is an amazing staple that I've been able to, to harness for the show, so I want to keep that going. If you guys need to talk to me, if you guys want to give me compliments, uh, if you want to compliment any of the bands on the show, all you have to do is go to facebook.com slash the local music revolution. Go to Twitter at TLMR podcast. Go to Instagram at the local music revolution or Tumblr at tumblr.com slash the local music revolution. You can also get a hold of me at the local music revolution.com. Yes. The dot com is still active and ready to go. Uh, it is the main hub for every new piece of information the local music revolution will have. Uh, I don't put it on social media because my website is my website. That's my baby. And uh, that's where you will want to pay attention. The last sponsor I want to talk about real fast before we get going is Cold Cock Whiskey. Yes, Cold Cock Whiskey is delicious. Herbal Whiskey and you know it to be true. The great thing about this whiskey is that the company itself supports local music. So go to the website coldcockwhiskey.com and check out all of the music and mu- music related businesses that they support because that is what helps this company grow. Uh, the musicians being able to be sponsored by them is such a fantastic thing to have. Now I am done. There's no more for me to say. On the next episode, which is episode 100, it is my extreme honor to bring in a band that I was fortunate enough to see, to meet, and to be able to become friends with. This is Star Off Machine. You'll be able to understand why the weird name Star Off Machine actually has an extremely amazing uh, purpose and thing behind it. Um, Also, it is episode 100, so I will try to make it as special as possible. Until episode 100, this is the Local Music Revolution. I am Ogre. You are awesome. Take care and be good, everyone. The local this music is revolution. The local music is. revolution. The local music this revolution. Is. Local music this revolution. Is. Local music revolution. Local music revolution. Local music revolution. Local music revolution.